All right, here we are, uh, Better Coaching. I'm so excited for this. So I think I honestly, I didn't tell Alyssa this, but uh, I think this might be like the inaugural Better Coaching uh, first episode because I'm super excited for it. Um, and I think everybody always, whenever I, I interview uh, today's guest, Alyssa Olenek, uh, AKA Little List Fitness, um, people get super excited. I think, uh, you know, she's one of those people where it's been cool. Like we were actually talking a little bit uh, right before we, we started recording. And uh, for me, like she's somebody where she's, she's very inspiring for me, like as, uh, as a coach, because what I've been able to watch her do and, you know, over the last year, it's really just exploded uh, as far as her, her following and her reach. Um, but also just the way that she creates content and the way that she speaks to people, it, it just feels uh, very genuine and there's, there's a lot of integrity. Like there, there's not a lot of just saying stuff. There's always a purpose and there's always, um, you know, real, you know, real science or real data to support everything she's saying. And, uh, and you really get a, a good feel for who she is as a person. And, um, I'm super excited to have, uh, have Alyssa on as a guest and, uh, Alyssa, thank you so much for, for coming on. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. So I guess I'm going to add a little bit to that just so people have, get a sense. So I was on, uh, Stan's podcast like last summer, right at the brink of essentially when my entire brand and coaching, everything just completely started to multiply at a rate that I wasn't anticipating. And so I've gained a lot of knowledge since the last time we've talked. So if you've listened to my former podcast with him, um, all those things I believe in still hold true, but I'm going to be able to probably give a little more insight and I'm excited to be able to finally be someone who's almost in that business fitness coaching realm who can talk to these things, even though I kind of have imposter syndrome with that still where I'm like, Oh no, I just built my, built my business with Google university, but now it's, it's, it's definitely leveled up past that. So it's exciting to hear your insight on what you've viewed, but um, it's kind of cool to be able to talk about that. Cause I would love to help other coaches kind of do something similar with integrity in this field. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think like the, the hard thing is for a lot of people, um, you know, they, they kind of like, they come into the the Instagram fitness space and maybe they've tried it a few times. I mean, I mean, even for myself, like I'll, I'll try some stuff and I'm like, all right, like ah, that didn't really work. And then I'll just stop. Right. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I think the, the cool thing for me is like, I mean, I've been following you for over a year and, and being able to see like, as you grow and as I can tell you're like learning stuff and you, your message has gotten to this point where it's like, you know, like who you're speaking to and, and you've created this like community of people um, that like literally like they believe in the same things that you believe in. Uh, and, and I think you've done it by just by being like very genuine and, and very open, um, you know, about like you're working on your, your PhD. And it's super funny, too, because I remember you took like a week off um, <laughs> and it was very interesting to see like, OK, like this is a, a real person on the other end. And I think, you know, you were talking about imposter syndrome, but for a lot of people, like they'll, they'll go on to Instagram and they'll, they'll post a couple of times and then they'll be like, ah, it's not working. Like, and then they'll, they'll see, you know, somebody like you where you have a big reach and you have a big following and, uh, and they, they think that you, uh, are this person where, oh, well she must've spent a bunch of money on Instagram ads to like boost her up her following or paid for her stuff. And then all of a sudden you start to read the comments. You're like, oh, these are all like very, very real people. Like you actually have like, cause sometimes you go in and it's all people like, Hey, promote my t-shirts. Um, and then other times like you go in and, and you see this person's account and you go like, Oh wow. Like, okay, this is a real person. Right. And, and for all of the comments and all the people on your posts, like they're all real people. And, and so 
uh, I would say you probably have the most organic following that I've, that I've seen, right? Like I don't see any of like the spammy comments on yours. It's all like real people who are excited and like, it's, it's amazing to see that. And, uh, and so, you know, I, I think for, for myself and, and for a lot of coaches that, that listen, like, it's very exciting to know, you know, okay, this is somebody where, uh, they were themselves and they came out with great content and great information. And, uh, through that, like they actually built like a, a, a movement almost, right? Like a, a community on the internet, which is amazing. Um, and how you, it's been a crazy year for you. Like how, how do you think things have changed so much? Okay. So I feel like I'm trying to think about when to like start back talking about all this, because this has been about, <laughs> it's been really crazy. So to give anyone some perspective, I'm currently a third year PhD student and I decided in the first semester of my PhD, um, I was like, screw it, I'm launching my business, I'm doing it. And at that point in time, I had done a few little tiny PDF books that were not, like if you scroll my feed, you can see like where I've shared like these, I spelled the word strength wrong on the cover, the branding was horrendous. My brother took the photos for me with his, his now wife's dad's fancy camera. Like this was just, it That's was just amazing. incredible messy action. So people will hear me say messy action a lot. And so when I say messy action, I mean like you need to take those first messy steps. You don't know what you're doing. You're just putting it out there. Now, your work shouldn't continue to be messy years and years down the road. But as you make those first messy st action steps, you take feedback from them and you say, okay, well, that works. I'm going to keep doing it. That people didn't respond well to that. I'm not going to do that anymore. But most people, they do something and people don't respond well. And they say, well, I suck. I'm awful. Like, I'm just going to give up entirely. But no, that's data. That's feedback. And so I'm very logical and science-minded. So it's easy for me to think of failure or screwing something up as, okay, well, what do I need to do differently next time, right? Like, that's how I'm trained to think. So I'm very fortunate in that. And so a lot of people know me and my page. And I think most people kind of were like you. And they came about in the last year. Um, and so they, I, to give people some perspective, I've had my Instagram for four and a half years and I started in my master's as a way to sh share what I was learning when I was in school because I just love exercise science and I wanted to help people, um, which I think most people in this field do. They have an undergrad degree in something related to this or a couple certifications and they all say, I just want to help people, right? It's very non-directional and open and sincere, but you have to figure out a way to hone that in. So for about two years, I shared, I used to powerlift and some of my own personal journey in my master's, but my page wasn't growing. And I was like, what the freaking heck? I don't understand. So I got really frustrated and I took a month off between my PhD, my master's and my PhD. I was like, well, I'm done with Instagram. I'm so sick of, I'm, and I guarantee if you're a coach listening to this, you've said, I'm sick of the, the booty pics and booty band, like swipe workout culture. I'm not a part of this. I'm too good for this. I have a degree in this. People should be paying me just because it's an education. And no one owes you shit just because you have an education. They, the, no one cares that you have an education. They care what you can do for them. And they care that like you can bring them to the end point of what they want. And so generally, if you have an education and certifications, you have more tools in your toolbox to do that than other people, but you still have to figure out how to market yourself to sh and like convey that message. And some of those fitspos, you can hate what they're doing and putting out there, but they've done a really good job at saying, hey, people respond to this. And so I'm going to ride this roller coaster. And you can't deny from like a, an Instagram social media marketing standpoint, like, yeah, that works, but how do you make that work for you without essentially like selling your soul to the devil, right? And so like, I just, I, I never even there's, yeah, now I've changed my mind. Like people can post what they want. I don't really care. As long as it's honest. If like, if your booty selfie has a science-based rant under it, I really don't care. Post that booty selfie girl, like do what you want to do. But like, I want to have people getting positive information. So what for me made me so mad. And I was like, well, people are getting all this really crappy information. Like 
I can give them better than that. And so if you followed me for a long time, you realize that my almost the, the initial momentum of my brand was debunking crap. But people love that because they want, and like some people are skeptical, but it starts to bring people over to the light. And so what you're trying to do is get people to come to the light. And so I started my, um, I like took that hiatus from Instagram. I did this thing where I lived in my car for a month, went out West, like what, it was a super dirt bag. And then I came back and I started my PhD at the University of Vanderbilt in biomedical sciences. And then I had this like coming to Jesus moment when I was there where I was like, I don't want to be stuck in a lab pipetting all day. I want to be an exercise physiologist. I want to do human subjects research. Like I want to be a leader in the fitness industry in the field. Like that's, that's what I wanted to do. And that's a really big, scary vision to decide when you know that there's like four years of education, a lot of work between you and like not even four, like probably 10 years until that becomes like to volition. And I left that program at Vanderbilt, like best molecular physiology program in the country. And I said, no, I'm done. I want to go back and get my PhD in exercise physiology and I'm going to start my business. Like I literally, it's like that cliche movie scene where you just like quit. Like I packed up my car that day and moved out of Tennessee. But that week I went home to my parents' house and that's where my brother took those photo shoots for me. And I wrote my first PDF program and it was crappy and ugly and horrendous with my old laptop in a coffee shop with slow as heck wi-fi while working overtime seasonal work at dick's sporting goods and like no one wants to hear that part of my story right because they want to think that like oh she just she just shows up and everything's easy for her but you're probably in that position now or you're somewhere between that position in my year one if you're getting thrown into this online business thing right now with covid and just everything really shifting to online coaching and so that then i started my phd that next spring. And at that time I had about 3,500 Instagram followers, nothing crazy. And most of them were just still washed over people for my powerlifting days. And I slowly lost people because no one, I wasn't powerlifting anymore and training for ultra marathons, which makes no sense to anyone but me. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to start my business. And I remember at the time thinking that I, cause I was always into strength training and athletics and I was powerlifted for years and I was super strong and that's what people knew me as, but I switched my name from littlest lifts to littlest fitness because I was going back to a more fitness approach and I wanted to be a fitness brand and a fitness company. And I remember at the time thinking that my ultra running was going to make people not trust me as a strength coach. They didn't want to train with me, but they didn't want fitness advice from me. So I was like almost ashamed and embarrassed of it. But what ended up happening, which is so funny is that by me sharing that I was doing this big, hard, scary thing that was not easy for me the first go around. It was like very, very hard because I wasn't initially really good at it. And I was sharing that I was doing something I sucked at just for the sake of sucking at it and challenging myself in a different way. And I started a business and I was in my PhD. I realized I was like, no one gives a shit that if I run ultra marathons, they care if I can make them strong. They care if I can help them get in the gym. They care what I can show them to do. And what I ended up doing accidentally was finding this amazing niche of women who didn't want to just have booty band lifting culture or they were runners and they wanted to strength train on top of that. And there was absolutely no one serving that. So by being authentic and being myself and staying true to myself, I got very lucky and I had a, you have to be smart and identify that, right? You have to pick up when your niche is like thing. But I, I was like those first few waves of my first 21 on one clients that I had that first summer of my coaching business. I was like, okay, what is the trends in the women that are coming to me? And so you don't need to go out and seek your niche and be like, oh, I'm trying to find it. Like you're hunting on a jungle safari. Who's listening to your message? Who consumes your message? Who, is, who are the people that that targets? 
and then keep talking to them. Don't talk to anyone else. Talk to them. Because I was like, okay, I have gen pop women who've been sold beach body coaching and PDF swipe programs from Fitzbos who got their certification in a Cracker Jack box and they have made no progress and they're frustrated and they want to give up on fitness forever. And they're almost at that breaking point where they're willing to listen to me when, they, when I tell them that consistency and like progressive overload and like I into that. They're like, okay, fine. I've done everything. I'll listen to this crazy science bitch. Sorry if I swore on your podcast. But then <laughs> I, had that other, okay. <laughs> I had those other niche of women who were like, hey, I want to be more athletic, but no one's teaching women how to be athletic. You're only allowed to be fit and cute or like do cardio and be pretty. Like, and you can be fit and cute and do cardio and be pretty and be athletic. And no one was giving women that. So I was just like taking the lost children of fitness. Like th these things that women want to be, but no one's teaching them how to be unless you're walking into a CrossFit gym, right? Like really at the time, like in the last five years, like unless you're walking to these big functional fitness training facilities or CrossFit gyms, no one's teaching or showing women how to do this. There was, and the fitness industry was like very cliche fitness industry up until this point. Like cookie cutter, everyone's cutting their macros, everyone's snorting Pop-Tarts, like everyone's cutting for a non-existent bikini show. Like that was the entire fitness industry at the time. And I just, I never liked that. I like to run, I like to lift, I like to be able to do things with my fitness that were fun and I like to play outdoors. And so I was like, okay, well, what if other people want to do that too? So <clears throat> essentially I started to slowly grow my brand and gain more clients that first year. And this is 2018. So this is only two years ago. Um, and then towards that fall, I started to get some bigger, I started to up my prices and I released my first version of Littlest Method. And it was only three months at the time. Um, and after the three months that it ended, I had my client saying, can I do that again? And I was like, wait, you want to do my program again? Cause it worked. They saw progress. They saw results. And like, they actually were like so willing to buy into how that worked for them in just three months that they were like, no, I want to repeat it. Cause I'll make progress again. So that's when I decided to do the monthly subscription thing, which if anyone's familiar with my brand, my big, my big product, like my hard hitter product is my littlest method monthly subscriptions, which is four different training programs. And they, and they, they're continuous for you. Um, so as long as you're in the program, you get a brand new month of training every month. So it's progressive. It goes through different phases with different contentions and there's different, like all that good stuff, but it builds every four weeks, you get a brand new block of training and you pay me X amount of dollars every single month to have access to the whole thing. And so that was the first time I created what is now the littlest method. And when I launched that in November of 2018, I had 20 or 30 women in my thing. That's it. Last January, I had 20 or 30 women as well in the program, but I was only making like a little over a grand a month in my business. And I'm not, I don't want to talk about money a lot in here, but I know for some people you, that's where a lot of us start. You're like, I'm only making like a thousand or $2,000, which is great. And as a grad student, that was like almost doubling my income. So at that point in time, I was like, <laughs> sweet, I can feed myself, pay my credit card bill and pay rent. I was like, amazing. I'm not complaining at all. And so I just continued to push. And so a lot of people at this point might've given up. They might've given up that first few months when they had a few messy programs. I was making like Google doc programs at first. And then I moved into true coach. Now I'm in trainerize and I've switched my program and rewrote my programs five times since I started my business because I learned more and I figured out how to deliver them better and make them better to give to people. And so I think a lot of people just give up too early um, and they don't just keep pushing. And that's the only thing. And it's very unique to my personality. And I, I recognize that that's a strength. And I just lean into my stubborn persistence. But I was like, well, I can do better. And I can give people better. And a lot of my message and my motivation was not how do I make more money for me? Or how do I, I do something better for me? It was all how do I give something better for others? How do I serve these people better? How do I care about people better? How do I give them something 
that's more digestible, more deliverable. And so my entire message and brand has constantly been about other people. And then if you buy in other people and you show them their care, they're going to buy back into you. And I think a lot of people, maybe they, 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 they are like me where they started their business from a place of scarcity where I just started it. Cause I needed, I didn't have summer income for the whole months of June and July. And so I was freaking out. And so quickly I had to reroute that to serving people or no one was going to give me their money and I would have had no money anyway. So you can't act from a place of scarcity. So anyway, through that, through, uh, up to the brink of 2018 to 2019, I hit 5,000 followers exactly on new year's day, um, of last year. And so people are like, okay, that's still a lot, but I'm now at like 27 thousand followers or something like that. And so from last year at the beginning of January, I essentially had this moment where like I finally gained momentum in 2018. I started sharing more of my vulnerability, my personal stories, things about me that I usually would like not post on the internet to people, but people love vulnerability. They're buying into you as a person. They don't care how smart you are. Science is intimidating and scary and facts are like kind of hard for people to digest. But if they can learn to trust you and listen to you and know that you're a good person, you're not going to steer them wrong and you can show them integrity, you ha- it, it has to be a fine balance between getting people to listen to the things that you know are true and they're not listening to because they're being sold all these other flashy, easy, digestible messages, but also letting them know that like, you're just not a zombie robot science person, right? Like you have to have some sort of in-between to blend that. And I said this exactly on my last podcast interview with Stan, where I said, I essentially was finding a way to make science entertaining and fun for people so that they would listen to it. And so I don't want to sell science short. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to make it cheap as someone who's in research and science, but part of science communication or even strength and strength and exercise communication is still science-based. If you're a trainer, you're still practicing, hopefully science-based principles. It's getting those messages to people in a way that they, they want to read those captions. They think they're fun to read. They're, they can actually understand and digest them. And so that's a skill. And that took me probably three years to finally figure out how to do that. So um, I just kind of had this breaking moment at the beginning of 2019 where I said, okay, I'm over it. I'm seriously so over this field being the way it is. And this is not me being like, woe is me, like feminism power, but there's not a lot of female leaders in our field. And the nutrition and dietitian RD side there is, but when you talk about exercise and strength and conditioning, the big, big, like evidence-based male people in our field, besides maybe like Sohi Fit, and there's a couple of them that are associated with her now, but like they really were men. Like there's the Lane Nortons and the Alan Argons and the Brad Schodenfields. And like, for me, as someone who's getting my PhD, I was like, they're like, they're big names in this field. And I really respect them. I have nothing against them, but I was like, I want to make a voice for women in this field as well. So that's been a lot of my message. So I just kind of started to create this army of my like science squad. We joke about it from just all these internet friends of people who are practicing honest-based, evidence-based coaching um, or science communication. And we've just kind of rose up together. But I kind of, I don't want to say I'm the one who started that, but I kind of was the one who was like, hey, I'm doing this. And I had a couple different friends from different areas that were getting degrees or coaching or certifications or online businesses. And I kind of just one by one started pulling us together. And I was like, let's change this narrative. And so I started to do that with my own page. And so I self-branded. It was like, looking back now that I've paid for branding, it was not the best thing ever, but it helped people recognize my brand. So I use the same filter on my photos. And I feel like men can get away with not doing this as much as no, that's really unfortunate. But a lot of women, like, I feel like it really helps you. Um, 
just that feminine touch, I suppose. Um, but I self-branded. I was using the same filter on my photos, the same colors on everything. I started making, I started that big, crazy revolution of swipe posts that are informational science-based sharing things that aren't just swipe videos, but they're swipe posts. I started getting sassier. I started showing my personality more. I started showing people my actual opinion and what I thought. I started being more polarizing. And that helped pull me apart even more from everyone else. So I think a lot of people, when they complain about their page not growing or their, their people aren't getting clients. I was like, you're blending into everyone else because everyone, I, this is not meant to be as mean as it's about to come off, but people view you of having the personality of a cardboard box. Like they don't want to work with you. They don't want to work with you. And I know a lot of people who are really great people that have personality and are great people. And they just, you, you have to show that on the internet. If you think about the accounts, like honestly go through the accounts of the people that stick out, that people go to their page tour, that they want to know what's going on in their life. They actually want that are having people come to them, clients, like they almost have wait list or they're having max capacity. Look at those pages because their personalities are big, whether they're inflammatory in a way that you don't think is the best way, but you can be different and unique and set yourself apart and show your personality and you don't have to be like crude and inflammatory. I mean, I swear a little bit more than most people, but people know my personality because my brand is bold and it's big and like they know, okay, they know who little this is. I don't blend in with everything else. And that's the point because people are going to listen to you because your, your voice is just going to be a little bit louder. And I see that a lot with a lot of the younger and newer coaches who are trying to figure out their wording or their footing. They'll tag me in their posts, which is sweet. I always read them and I like them, but I'm like, you're, they're trying, right? It's great. But I cannot read their personality at all. It's like this monotone caption where they're trying to do something like they're, they're so close to it, but they're not adding in any sort of zest or flavor or they're not hooking people into reading it or like giving them a takeaway. It's just like, you're like, oh, it's like super anticlimactic, which this isn't me to discourage people from doing that, but don't be afraid to add in a little more personality and you don't need to be like this sassy loud mouth yeller like me. Like that's my thing. People know me for that. Like that's me, but I have friends that are like very sweet and sincere and kind and just adorable and their brands grow just as well because they're being themselves. People can smell authenticity from a mile away. They know it. You know when people are real and you know when people are faking it and you can only fake your personality on the internet so long before you have to like remember all the things that you were pretending about yourself. It's a lot easier to show up and be like, what's up people? This is me. Like take it or leave it. Here I am. But here's some stuff that it's going to be for you. That's going to support you in this time. And so I just kind of took a big 180 and I just started doing that. And so people know me because I hate multi-level marketing companies and I hate the misinformation fitspos and like celebrity influencers tell. So I just started saying, Hey guys, this is crap, but I'm going to explain to you with science and fact in, in a way that you're going to listen why this is crap. And I just slowly started challenging the narrative of the fitness industry and what people are being sold and what people are buying into. And that just slowly started to build, 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 build. And then I hit 10,000 followers officially at the end of May last year. So I grew, I doubled my following um, in that time. I doubled my income. I think actually I tripled my income at that time. And then I went from, I think I had a hundred followers. So I had to switch my platform or a hundred clients. So I had to switch my platform again because my business was growing quicker than it was. And all I was doing was just showing up as myself and stirring things up and not being afraid to just to put myself out there. And the clients came because of that. And so I know people are probably like, oh, Alyssa, you're just you and it's special and unique. But I didn't have people doing that the year before. I didn't. I, I didn't have that. The, most of my first clients were like people from my high school. Like they, they just knew me as the fitness girl. They weren't people that were buying into my message until I started to just put it out there a little bit better, a little bit more and be myself. And so it was about June 
um, right when this all happened that I talked to Stan for the first time last year. So this is probably where he's seen most of it. And just from June um, into the fall and into now, things have just completely rapidly expanded at a rate that I didn't really prepare for. So I was just growing each month. I was making more income. I was getting more clients. I kept growing and growing and growing and growing. And now I went from last um, June with a hundred clients to now I had 300 before coronavirus hit. So I did lose clients. I'm going to put that out there for yeah. people, but I have about 250 clients right now, which is still great, right? Like that's 250 women who are willing to buy into my message for multiple months in a row, right? Like they're in my systems, they're in my programs. And that's on top of like the eBooks and the other things that I've been selling and I've been offering that are just out there to serve people. And so this is all wrapping back out now to the coronavirus time and how my business had its, I actually had my highest income month in March when the coronavirus hit. And so I think my friend on Instagram that if you guys don't follow, Annie Miller is way better at this business stuff. And we've talked about this and so did she. And so she actually sells courses on this that I always recommend to people who are like kind of like mini Alyssa's essentially in that niche that are like trying to be honest, good professionals, but they don't know how to put themselves out there. Like she's packaged that up. I don't have time to do that for people. Um, but I think that through years and years and years, by years and years and years, I mean like three years, two years, one year, however people have been following me, I've just woke up every day and I've asked myself, what can I post that can help the people that need my message, how can I serve them? And I don't make my post about me. If I share my own personal stories and vulnerability and things that people buy into, I wrap it back into a message that is still about the person reading it because my page isn't about me. I share my personality. I let it shine through. I, I share my victories and things like that. But every day I post and I say, okay, is this serving someone else? And is it serving one of the like one to five topics that I talk about every single day? And I rotate through those. And I just make sure that every day, I'm posting something that people can benefit from and I post consistently. And I did that for years and years and years. Like if you follow me, you know that I ever almost at least five to six days a week, I have some sort of educational informational post out there. And that takes a lot of time, but it gets a lot easier as you keep doing it. But you have to post consistently. You have to show your personality and you have to serve people. Everything you post on that app has to be about serving other people because that's how people are going to trust you. That's how you're going to get clients. And that's how they're going to want to buy into your brand and your story and what you're doing because they're not trying to just hire a coach. There's a million coaches out there, but why should they pick you? What makes you different? How are you going to get them there in a way that is better for them than everything else they're being sold? And so when I, the coronavirus hit, um, everyone was panicking and I felt that immediately. And so I'm now going to merge into like how this all matters and is important for the coronavirus thing. Cause I know a lot of coaches are trying to transition online. Yeah. And so immediately I, and because I've built a community, like Stan said, of people who comment and they, I get, I have turned my story reply DMs off and I still get a hundred DMs a week. And I reply to every single one, which takes a lot of time, but I reply to every single DM message I get, because that's how you build communication and trust and audiences. It, it's exhausting sometimes because people are like, oh, I could just DM Alyssa. And sometimes I'm like, you could just totally have Googled this, but okay. And I reply to every single one. And it's, it takes time. I set it aside. But people, like, they trust me and they, like, buy into my story and my brand and me. And they want to come to me for these things. So when I had all the panic for my clients and I had all the panic for my audience and I just, I sat back and I watched the panic in the industry. Instead of panicking myself, I just responded. I said, okay, everyone's going to be stuck at home without a gym and they're freaking out because people, this is horrifying because people don't always have the best relationship with fitness and exercise or because they've worked so hard to grit through building good exercise and nutrition habits. They're so stressed about what to do now that they're home. And they just, they're just freezing and they're panicking, which a lot of people do. 
And I try to help, especially with clients, to remove that panic and get them to logically move past it. And so I was like, okay. I immediately made, I was flying back from spring break in Arizona, and I bought Wi-Fi on the plane just to make workouts for my clients. So I immediately put 25 at-home workouts in my portal for my clients just to buy me time to see what this thing was doing. So immediately, before anyone else, before we had national lockdowns, before we had anything, I knew I was, I, I reacted and responded earlier than the rest of the fitness industry, which is a very unique trait that I think that a lot of people could benefit from is reacting to things before everyone else does, before it gets annoying and exhausting. And immediately I said, okay, clients, here's 25 at-home workouts. Don't worry. I got you. Like, we're going to figure this out together. I sent messages. I sent support. I like, I, in my Facebook group, I was like, how are you guys doing? Is everything okay? Like I made sure that they knew I care and I'm here to serve you. You're paying me money. So my job is to serve you. It's not, you're paying me money and you should stay because the country shut down. It's, hey, you're paying me this money, but I'm going to serve you twice that value right now because this is a big, scary time and I appreciate your business. So that's how I responded to it. I said, I don't care if you're paying me $50 a month and I'm giving you $100 a month worth of uh, resources right now. You're going to stick with me and you highly of my business when we all come out of this because I just treated you with respect and I recognize that you had emotion and that you were scared, and that it was frantic, right? And so clients are so appreciative of that thing. They're like, you don't need to thank me. Like, you're paying me for this. Like, this is my job to do this. Like, I'm here for you. And so then I went and responded on Instagram, and I saw everyone freaking out. And so I didn't have an at-home program. I had a half-completed one I was waiting to release later this year. And so I worked my butt off, and within 48 hours, I produced a full, like, 55 workout PDF of workouts and I put it on like a huge sale right away. And I did this before everyone else kind of came out with their workout plans. I was like, okay, this is going to be a thing. People are working out at home and people want a solution. And instead of panicking them to go buy uh, inflammation boosting supplements or anything like that, I'm just going to give them a solution. And I didn't expect it to blow up like it did, but I gave people a solution to their worries and to their problems. And it didn't make it about me. I was just like, Hey guys, I'm doing this for you. I didn't need to do that. I, I did not need to go spend 48 hours straight doing that, but I was like, okay, I care about my community. I care about people. I was like, I want to make this for people. I want to give them something that is not just your conventional at-home workout program that is like, if you follow me, you've seen me mock this, where it's like a bunch of plyometrics and jumping around in circles and like just silly, stupid stuff. I wanted to give them something that could actually help them kind of mimic and or carry over back into the gym when they're there and they're not getting a lot of that. And so I wanted to give them stuff that was body weight only. Um, more conditioning based stuff, row lifts. And then I did a couple of running long form workouts in there because I have, that's what, that's the kind of workouts my communities, my community wants. That's what they do at the gym. So I was like, okay, I'm going to give them that for at home and then give them some, a little bit of science and structure with that and how to use it appropriately at, at home so that they know that they can still make progress and retain everything they have. And it's going to be okay. And so that blew up. I felt, I sold over 300 copies of that training guide in wow. In, in less than a week. I did not expect that. I didn't anticipate it. I had no idea. I just made something that was a solution to what people wanted. And people, because, and this isn't me trying to say like, oh, I'm great and awesome. I'm so appreciative how my clients and my community views me. I don't take it for granted. And that's why I show up every day. I want to serve people because I feel that like they're giving me that platform, right? They're giving me my business. So that's what you should just do for people, right? Like my, it's not like, oh, the great, awesome Alyssa show. It's like, hey, you guys are allowing to me to have the privilege to be here and do this. So like, what can I do for you? And I didn't ask 300, over 300 people to buy that, right? All I did was rapidly with like, because I cared and I showed that to people, just rapidly created a solution to people's problems. And because I post helpful content and I'm willing to answer to DMs and I'm willing to help people, 
people were like, okay, I'm going to buy Alyssa's product because they know that it's probably going to be good. People have bought my other products or they've seen what I shared on Instagram. They know, okay, well, it's probably going to be a good product, right? And so I can't, I didn't, I didn't anticipate that. I didn't plan for that. You know what I mean? But it just, I think it's such a good testament to show that if you can get people to buy into you and your message and you show them you care, then it's like the sales almost took care of themselves, right? All I did was share that I was making it and share that I like when, as it was being progressed and what it was. And I was like, how can I make this the best thing that I can give people right now during this time? And I have videos and like explanations and all, all this stuff in it. Cause I just want people to, I hold my business and my brand with integrity and I want to have, make really good products and I want to give that to people. And I wanted to make it affordable because I know people are losing jobs and gym access and people responded and that's just what they did. And so I think the biggest thing during last month, and it was very stressful for me. Like I was overworked. I was stressed. I was like, oh shit, what's going to happen to my business? Just like every other coach out there. And I'm lucky that I already had an online platform, but I had clients who were skipping payments and turning off their services and all this stuff. And my sister-in-law helps me. And all I'm doing is telling those people, Hey, you can, you can postpone your training for 30 days. I'll allow you to do that on an ask by ass basis. That's totally okay. No ifs, ands, or buts, no questions. Go ahead. That's fine. Um, I let them stay in the portal, but I just remove their training program so they can still like, they're not losing their spot. And then everyone else who's worked, cause I have like a kind of like, if you leave and you come back, you kind of have to get back on the wait list type thing. Um, depending on, cause I usually have a wait list for things, but for all those clients, we're just recording their names, their emails, my sister-in-law is handling it all. And when it's all said and done, I'm going to email them and I'll be like, you get your spot. If the price that you had before was a locked in lower price, you can go back to that price. Like I'm not going to screw people over. And I, I made sure my clients know that. And then in my, my systems with my clients in my Facebook group, I'm asking people, what do they want? How can I help them? And I've been doing random lives to my clients where I'm just talking about nutrition during the pandemic. I've been doing work weekly workout challenges. I did a live showing them how to do those moves. I gave them, I created them an all new progressive at-home program that they could switch into since these things, this is going longer than anticipated so that I can keep adding to that if we're still locked in our house after this. Um, I made a bunch of different resources. I made like 30 new videos for them in the app for swapping. Like I just was like, how can I serve, 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 serve. And I did the same thing on Instagram with my posts. If you scroll my feed from the last month, every single thing that I posted those first three weeks of the pandemic was just a response to the panics of the people. I was telling them, you don't need to slash your calories. Actually, this is how your metabolism works. This is why you don't need to worry. This is what's actually being adjusted. Like you're here's some free at home workouts. So you have something to do. And then if you want more, you can buy into my stuff. Here's the science behind how to actually make your workouts efficient. So you can actually still make gains in progress. And I just, all I did was take a panic and reply to it with logic. And I took a panic and I replied to it with logic. And I don't think I'm the best business person out there. I don't think I'm the greatest expert, but I think that being able to hone in my own emotions and respond to things logically from the start of my business to now. So at the start, when everything failed, I didn't respond to it with emotion. I just said, okay, I need to reroute and make this better. And I did the same thing now. I'm like, okay, how can I reroute and make this better for either my community on Instagram, who essentially are clients and followers and they're the only reason I have a brand to begin with. So I'm going to serve those people because even if they give me $0 and never purchase my products, they're still giving me a platform to speak on. And two, how can I serve my clients, the people that are paying me to show them that they're not just a stat, they're just not a single number in my client bin. I care about them. They can message me. We're going to give them resources. We're going to make sure that they're served during this time. And how can I do that without making it about me? Because it is not about me at the end of the day. It's about other people. So that's my big, long tangent rant. Hopefully that was, that was, that was that easy was to follow. There were so many little knowledge bombs. Just, you know, I, I have a notebook next to me and I'm actually just writing down <laughs> like a bunch of things. I'm like, oh, that was good. That was good. And I, so like there's, there's one thing that I think uh, is really interesting 
with everything that you've talked about. So like I, I talk to coaches all day, right? Like that's literally my job is to talk to coaches and to help them out with, you know, coaching people or like, you know, figuring out like, what, what do I do on, uh, on social media or like, how do I find clients, especially right now? And, uh, and I think like, you know, one of the things you said is, is something that, uh, I, I noticed for myself. Um, but I think it, it kind of ties into everything that you said where really like your like you said, like your business started to, to really like, I guess, find itself and, and you would start to get more clients and stuff like that when you started to be yourself, right? Like when you started to yeah. be a little bit more vulnerable and share. And I think the interesting thing though, because this happened with when I owned a gym in Boston and like this happened with, with myself, like when I was using social media and like uh, getting a bunch of clients from there and stuff like that. Like I don't, I had, I have 2,800 followers, but uh, I think I like, I was able to monetize it pretty well. Like I was, I was making about a dollar per follower um, yeah. because like, like I would just post about like myself. Like I, I don't even think you were following me then, but uh, there was a time where I basically talked through like, this is, like I struggle with exercise because like I used to have panic attacks and like when I exercise, my heart rate gets up, like it feels like I'm having a panic attack. And so like I can't push. Right. And that's also why I love being a meathead power lifter. It's like I do a set of one and then I sit down for five minutes. And <laughs> it's, it's like the best thing ever. Um, but, but also like, I, I think that was an interesting time for me because when I started to talk about that, it was very interesting because that's when people would respond and be like, Hey, like, can you help me? Like I've, I've been there too. I thought I was the only person that experienced that. But the interesting thing is like, a, you're totally right. Like I think a lot of people are uh, given very bad advice by a lot of like these like business coach or coach people where they're like, find the blue ocean and like find the people that are underserved. Like that's your niche. And the problem is like people will, will try to find a niche that like doesn't really like they don't relate to right so like I, the most annoying thing in the world to me straight up like this is i actually get like super mad when i see like 30 year old men who are like tan and covered in tattoos saying that their niche is to work with like stay at home, busy stay at home moms that want to lose 30 pounds and i'm like you literally don't understand that person like you have never no. lived their life the best thing you could possibly do is be like, this is me. These are the things that I'm good at. These are the things that I've learned. These are the obstacles that I've overcome and like all of these things. Cause like that actually it finds a niche for you because that message will resonate with people. But like the interesting thing too, I think like, you know, you were talking about like how much work you put in, you know, it was, it was not easy building, you know, a 55 workout PDF uh, in 48 hours. Right. And, you know, buying the Wi-Fi on the plane and building all these workouts and like having the, the like, the, the, I think like, just like the love for your clients, um, to go that like step ahead and like be preeminent with all of these things that were happening and like really like always trying to serve, serve, serve. I think that becomes a lot easier when you're not trying to find a niche because you think, oh, well maybe they can make me rich. And you know, that business coach said that if I do this, I'll, uh, I'll make 10 grand in a month. Um, you know, from, from zero to $10,000 in a month. Like I think that the easiest thing, like this happened in my gym where uh, literally like it was one of those things where I would go above and beyond. I worked from, I would wake up at four o'clock in the morning. I would get home at, you know, nine o'clock at night, 
but it was easy. It, it, I never felt tired. I felt like energized by it because uh, I loved those people, right? Like I, I knew them. I, I felt like their feelings. And so I could be a little bit preeminent. I could do all these things. And I think, you know, when you, when you build your brand off of like being yourself and, and you actually take the time to like talk to people and to get to know them and, and build that trust, it's so important because it, it makes it easy for you to go above and beyond. It makes it easy uh, to do the hard stuff, you know? Um, I think and, and I, like, yeah, go, oh, ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. Continue. Oh, no, I, gonna say, I think a lot of people are just over the like, the narrative on fitness Instagram is like, haha, it's like super easy for me. Like, you could totally do this too. Like, haha, hair flip. Like, look at me. Like, yeah, just like, just do what I do. And people are just sick of buying into that because that's not true. And so I showed people, I'm like, to people, I could be like, yeah, I'm this high functioning psychopath that's like a hybrid of David Goggins and Brene Brown. But like, you should just like listen to me because you think I'm awesome. Like, no, that's not true. I was so nervous before my 50 miler, I threw up. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I share that with my audience. I'm like, hey guys, guess what? I was terrified. Like I was freaking scared. And like, that might be your first mile and that's okay. And just like showing people that you're a human with emotions that like you experience the same things they do too. And what can happen when you use your systems to overcome them? Cause I use my own systems to overcome all my other things. I follow the same approaches to my own training and I show people and I live it out and I act it, but I'm like, Hey guys, I also get pretty stressed or Hey guys, sometimes I don't really want to go to the gym or like, Hey, your, your struggle is like, honest and true and it's you you are 100% warranted to feel that way guess what you're okay not you're not the only person in the world that feels that way you're not alone like other you were totally totally fine give yourself some grace like you don't need to be so hard on yourself and kind of getting down to people's level and reminding them that like you're not like this big like they're not fitness I tell my clients all the time verbatim I say you're not fitness and nutrition and exercise robots you're humans trying to be fit like there's a big difference absolutely I think in, in this like and tell me if you think this is true but for me like uh, when I'm, when I'm communicating with people like that, like it feels like I'm, I'm actually writing to myself. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm, I'm writing to myself because I'm, I'm saying like, <laughs> it's okay to be stressed. It's okay. Like right now, you know, I, I haven't had access to a gym for months and, or for a month. And you know, I'm like, Oh, like I'm, I'm kind of getting annoyed that like I have to go sprint and I can't just put, you know, a stupid amount of weight on my back and, you know, <laughs> risk death yeah. by, you know, by doing a heavy single. And, uh, and I think like, you know, when, when you're sharing like those messages, like, Hey, it's, it's okay to know that what you're doing right now, like, isn't your favorite, but like, you know, these are like the ways that you can start to work through it. Like when you're giving yourself advice, usually it's exactly what other people need to hear. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like yeah. stress too. you're stressed, they're stressed. Nobody's not stressed. People that say that they're not stressed are full of shit. Um, you know, oh, yeah. I think, like, I don't really know any other emotion, so like it seems fake. Okay, <laughs> like, like. yeah, I think my yeah my my like livable stress level is high, and and like one thing I think is interesting too is like we touched on it on in the original podcast a little bit, but uh, I think it's it's interesting to also apply it to like your your business and your own growth. Like we talked about like your your approach to building capacity, like. Like I'm going to do yeah. my PT because partially cause it's hard. And like, I'm going to run 50 miles cause it's hard. And like you started doing CrossFit cause it was hard. Right. And I think like, yeah, the more you do hard stuff, like the easier things that you used to think were hard. get yeah, Right. Like I used to think that, uh, for me to post about panic attacks was really hard, but now I've done it a couple of times. I'm like, this is not that bad. Like I talk about yeah. it. I'm talking, I tell everybody and about I it. I'm like, that- this is a good thing. Right. And, and I think like it, it builds that capacity so you can build your business and stay consistent 
and not get as, as discouraged, right? No, it's completely true. And so I know like for people to say like, oh, I intentionally seek out hard things. Like I've acknowledged it's like, it's really privileged to like seek out things that are hard and challenging and are like personally inducing suffering. You know what I mean? Like I recognize that, but like, when you want a lot of people, I was actually ranting to my sister about this last night on the phone. Cause she just, every day she shows up to work out and she just quits the next day. She goes, I just, I can't, I can't stop quitting. And I'm like, Haley, what's stopping you? And she goes, my mind. And I said, okay, but is your mind physically holding you down every day when you go to work out? I was like, no, like you have to just, you have to find a way to keep showing up and doing it, even though it's hard, because the only way it stops becoming hard, hard and it becomes easy and it becomes effortless is by doing hard stuff repeatedly over and over again. And I get that a lot with like, I mentor undergrads and I have clients and people. And I think what I appreciate is that people don't view all the really hard, crazy things I do as intimidating or scary because it's not, it's just, it's just the accumulation of almost a decade worth of me doing hard stuff. It's not like I, when I was an undergrad, I would get so overwhelmed by studying that I would cry in the library and I would, I would study all these days and I couldn't handle what I did. And I panicked about the gym and fitness and freaking out. Like I've been there in those shoes, but like the only way to get to that other side is to show people like, you just have to trust in yourself and keep doing that hard thing over and over and over again. And then eventually it becomes easier. So as a coach or a trainee that's listening to this, like the same thing holds true in business. Like that first year, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. It was so confusing and so hard, but I just kept reacting and doing it. And now I have all these systems built in place that I make way more money and have way more clients and way more reach with less stress and effort because it was just, I, I, I like laid that foundation of hard and work capacity, which I love comparing life to in general is work capacity with fitness because it just means that you can sustain a higher power output with less fatigue. Absolutely. And, and yeah, and, and I think like it's, it's in some ways, it also comes down to like, why are you starting um, your business or why are, you, why are you doing what you're doing, right? Like uh, for you, like when you, when you were talking, like you were saying, look, you know, I had this like situation where I needed to make money. Like I, I literally had no summer income but also there is a, a higher purpose, right? So there's, there can be like the, the more like extrinsic, like I need money for my bank account uh, because, uh, you know, me saying that I really, uh, you know, am excited about fitness does not pay my rent. Uh, but at the exact same time, like, you know, you, you were talking about how uh, you saw this change that, that needs to happen in the fitness industry. And, and I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, uh, I think you're, you're, really the person that's connected with connected me with all of the people that I followed who are, um, you know, these like amazing science-based fitness professionals, like you're, you're probably like the, the best person to, uh, to follow if you want to find other awesome, uh, accounts, right? Like you have built this like community of people and, uh, and it's cool because I think, you know, there is, there's also a, a bigger purpose behind everything. And so, you know, when, when you're only in it to, you know, go in and be like, all right, well, you know, for example, like, oh, it's coronavirus. Like, I just want to make some extra like side money. Uh, and then like, I'm not really, it's just like a side hustle. It's, you know, like, it's like I'm driving Uber Eats um, and I could just stop it at any time. It's like, yeah, you're, you're never really going to get people and the people you get won't be as invested as, as you would want them to be because you're not as invested in them. Right. And so and people can I think smell like, through that scarcity. Yeah, they, they can feel it. Totally. Yeah, they, totally. They, they feel it. They know they're not you're no one's paying you for your product because they're like, oh, they're literally just doing this from a place of panic and scarcity. Like, I don't want that. Like people don't buy into that. Totally. Uh, and, and it's interesting to me too. like uh, you, you kind of like you see it a lot. And, and 
you know, one of the things I've been talking to a lot of coaches about is I'm like, look, you know, the, the one thing, like, like if you tell people, Hey, buy <laughs> my free, my free workouts, or, you know, uh, if they were to try to try to pull like a, a little list method and like, you know, make a program and just throw it up there, or, you know, make a PDF and just put it up there. And they're like, Hey, home workouts. Like, I think right now, like the, the current environment, there's so much of that, like scarcity of like, Oh, I got to do my, like, my zoom classes or my Instagram live classes. Those, those like those do work for some people. But I think like the reality of all of this is the fact that like for, for most of us, uh, it's really, really hard to just, just do that and get clients because when you try to sell them a workout or a nutrition advice, even they can go, Oh, well, and this is true pre coronavirus too. Like, there's 750 million workouts on Google, right? And that was pre-coronavirus, I Googled it. 750 million free workouts. If you go on Instagram, everybody's always posting their workouts, right? So there's never been a, a shortage of like free workouts. And like the only thing that, that's unique, like the, literally like I, I probably have written the same workout as you without ever realizing it, right? Like you can only yeah. structure workouts in so many ways. There's only so yeah. many exercises, right? Like you know, nobody's really inventing anything new. If you think you invented it, somebody else probably did it and just never told anybody, right? Yeah, and so, exactly. Like what, what I think the, the only unique thing, the only way to actually stand out, especially right now, is by like doubling down on your personal story, like just actually being yourself. And, you know, when that happens, like then, like people aren't buying the workouts, they're buying like the person that, that you are and, and your message and, because they believe in you and, and they actually see you as somebody that either has been where they are and kind of figured it out or like is where they are. And, and like, they really respect, they're like, okay, you know, this person kind of knows what they're talking about. I need some extra guidance and, and stuff like that. And, and I think like, you know, it, it all comes down, I think to just figuring out like, are you comfortable with, with sharing your own story, but also, you know, like, do, do I actually like, uh, like, find something that I can care enough about um, that I'm willing to take that messy action and not be perfect from day one. And, uh, and I think it, it makes a, a huge difference, you know? Um, so I know, I know we're getting close to getting close to time. Is there anything like anything else you want to share? Like any other like uh, resources, anything like that that you have uh, that you have in mind? So I want to say one quick thing on that addition to what you just said, because I think it's important is that not everything that you should do should be for the intent of making money. And I think you indirectly end up making money because of that. So like everything I share on Instagram that I've shared through this pandemic, I don't assume that that's going to make every single one of those people buy things for me. But I also responded and I was like, Hey, I'm going to be funny and goofy and share joy and positivity. Cause there's not a lot of that right now. And I was shocked to see how many people were like, thank you for doing that. Like that has made this better. So then they want to come back to my page and then maybe eventually they buy my ebook down the road. You know what I mean? Because they want to support me. So I want to add that for coaches too, especially during this time is don't just post the assumption of making a sale. Serve, 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 sell. Like, I don't know like how many times you're supposed to serve, but you should just be serving as much as you can. Um, and don't make everything about money because then you're going to only act from that. And it's just going to feel, you can still make money and have a money mindset and you should be trying to grow your revenue from your business. But if you make every single you do the outcome to just be, well, can I make money from this post? It's just going to tarnish your message because you're going to be stress posting every single day. Like just be yourself and try to help others. Even if it doesn't mean money in that exact moment, because eventually down the line, like people are just going to, they're going to buy into you and just genuinely want to support you. So 
I'm going to leave that note just tying up Love what it. you just said because I think that's important. But um, for other resources, do you mean for coaches specifically? Yeah, for, for anybody. I mean, okay. a, like they have to follow you on Instagram, at Littlest. Uh, little yeah. List. I almost said yes. Littlest Lifts. I almost went OG on that one. I know. <laughs> I used to be Littlest Lifts. So you can follow me on Instagram at Littlest Fitness. Um, I just released my brand new website, uh, www.littlestfitness.com. And so I have all my programs on there. And so um, for coaches specifically, actually, if you're like coming from an exercise science undergrad degree or just a certification and you want to learn more, I actually do have my, my training guide is a pretty science heavy ebook on talking about like, and it's really, really basic level um, science behind like just general exercise training. Um, and then my running guide endure does talk about a lot of the science between behind running and I keep everything pretty simple just because I, most of my people, they don't want, they want to understand the science, but they don't want to be hard hitting. So those might be resources during this time that if you're just trying to learn a little bit more and you want to see what I've put out there and realize that I have spelling errors in these books and I'm selling and making money off of and that you don't need to be perfect. Like it might be inspiring, but, um, I do have a couple of friends on Instagram. I talked about, I mentioned Annie Miller. She's really great. And she has a really good online like coach thing. Um, my friend Tatum Brandt, Brandt Creative Co., she has a ton of stuff about branding and um, website design and all those things for people who might be in that position where they're trying to like figure out how to do it themselves. And she has free resources for that. And then I'm trying to remember the last girl. Uh, I can't remember it, but maybe I can give you a few references. There's a few people yeah. in my circle that if you follow me, I'll cross share people all the time who are doing similar but their own unique twist on what I'm doing and or have business resources for those who are kind of struggling in this niche. Um, and my biggest advice is going to be just pay attention to what other people who are successful are doing. Like pay attention and notice how they, they run their Instagram and their business and what they do. And then don't copy them, but try to emulate those things in your own special, unique way. So that's like my last little bit of advice. I love it. Yeah, that uh, that was amazing. And I'll, I'll link everybody. Like, if you send me um, anybody else that kind of pops into your mind, like, yeah, them into like the show notes and, and stuff like that. And uh, it was amazing having you. I think that was like absolutely incredible. I'm I'm actually very impressed by like you know hearing the story told like in folks. I've seen it kind of over over time. Like you'll talk about stuff and like I remember you posted a little while ago like you know a screenshot of like your original uh, like PDF with the spelling errors and stuff like that. Like, uh, you know, I think, I think it's really cool to hear it all, all put together and there's so much value in this. Um, thank you so much for, for joining me. And I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, excited to, I'm excited for people to listen and I'm excited to keep watching you crush it. Thank you, Stan. I'm so, thanks for having me on. What a great start to my, my what I didn't know was Friday this morning. Friday morning. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> yeah, it was good. I got to drink some coffee, listen, learn a little bit. And uh, yes. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Thanks.